Williams taking it to the outside. Williams Kirkland and down guard Jamie Nails. Watch number 66. There he is. Can't miss him. He just gets right over the top of Mike Peterson, creates a nice running lane for Ricky Williams. I'm sure he's going to take nails out to dinner. Riverman has to come up big. Handoff, Ricky Williams. They haven't been able to stop him today. Swing very high. A couple of fakes in the screen to Ricky Williams. The blockers in front of him. 25, 30, out to the front. at home if you're a Jets fan that was not a good sound a lot of solid blocks up front Robert Conrad just gets a flushing a good block on Mo Lewis Ricky Williams pretty power thank you on second and seven Williams right side back across the 20 I want to welcome everybody to this edition of the Late Night Buzz. I am Branded, and I'm here with a good show, like every night, always. I want to thank all the people out there listening worldwide throughout the, not just the United States, but the entire the entire globe. And, and a, a show is a good show that's planned, and my guest that I have right here, just watching this man's career. And, you know, I was going back, and I was checking out some stats of my guest right here, and I'm like, man, it's... This guy in his career, like over 10,000 yards rushing. Um, you know, he had one amazing season in 02 where he rushed, rushed for over 1,800 yards. And, you know, he, he's doing some real-life stuff as well. And, 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 and I got to make sure that I uh, give my, uh, my, my football props and my life grind props to my man Ricky Williams, who is here on the Late Night Buzz. Mr. Williams, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. And, um, you know, I got a lot of questions, and, you know, some of it's kind of catered to sports and, and stuff like that. But I want to start off a little different because, of, of course, when I when I always look at, uh, you know, just, you know, we, we I was hearing a lot of your clips, and I was just kind of looking at a lot of – man, you, you – I know you probably get a lot of this, but real quick, just, you know, real similar to Earl Campbell, in my opinion, as far as just, I mean, nobody, man, if I was a defensive dude, I would have been scared to try to take you down, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, that's what it was like in, uh, you know, the first couple years of my career, uh, the time I spent in New Orleans, and uh, when I got to Miami, you know, um, kind of a throwback player. You know, I, I love I love the game. I love, I love playing physical football. I love intimidating the defense. And uh, I love running the football, so it was it was fun. It, a lot of a lot of reminiscences, like a lot of styles. He was a powerful guy, and I, you know I, I know we're gonna talk about sports in a minute, but I just had to throw that out there because you know watching you run, just even watching you on TV run, man, I was like, man, I would even be scared to take try to at least try to make a tackle on you. So you know just you know for over ten thousand yards, man, in in in, in your career, that, that that's nothing to sneeze at. So I got to tell you, props on that, props on that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But let, let, let's talk about your foundation because, 
your foundation and as much as that I've seen you be so proactive in it and I know you got your team helping you out as well talk about the Ricky Williams Foundation and, and, and how is that helping change a lot of lives you know it's uh it's one of those things that uh, back in 1999 when I was a rookie um, I started my foundation and I have to admit, when I, when I first did it, you know, I, I've always been the kind of person that, that desired to give back. And, and so when I, when I was a rookie, I just did it because that's kind of what, what you're supposed to do, you know, when you make it big and famous is, is, is start a foundation and give back. And so I, I made it, but at the time, I, I didn't really know, like, what I wanted to do or how I wanted to give back. And so, you know, people would, would send me stuff, you know, asking for money. And, uh, and one of the things that, that started to to be aware of was that I, I, I love kids. And so, mm -hmm. you know, and I love giving, you know, there's something about giving that, that just made me feel, made me feel really good. And so people would come and ask, and if, and if I liked the program, you know, when I, when I moved to Miami, this, uh, this, this lady who was running a school, you know, she had gotten some trouble with the IRS and she needed, she needed money to pay her taxes or they were going to take the school away. And so wow. you know, loving education, this woman was just a, a really good woman. So, I mean, and I'm not bragging, but just to show, you know, the kind of person I am is, you know, I just met this lady, and, you know, over a year, I think I ended up giving her about $150,000 to, 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 get, to get even on taxes and, uh, and then to, like, build the school into something that she could be proud of. And so, wow. you know, I've always been one to want to support people that are, that are, are trying to do something different that they're you know they're trying to make it in the world and i just look at my life and, and the, you know growing up and there's always people there that that believed in me and that supported me and without those people i wouldn't be where i am and so that's what i want to be for other people you know and and, and, so, and i do it with i do it with money and and now as i've had some some experience in life and and uh and i've seen the world and I, i've seen a whole bunch of stuff and I've really worked on myself like so hard and very intensely mm -hmm. that you know I'm I'm a man of the world. I'm a I'm a wise man now, and so to be able to share wisdom to people who are willing to listen, because a lot of us go out there and we try to share wisdom to everybody, but right. you know everybody's not everybody doesn't desire that. And so you know the, the kids the kids that I work with, you know I just try to show them that that I don't want anything from them, and I'm just here, and I have their back. And I just, and like I said, just knowing people have my back throughout my whole life has been such a blessing. I just want to be that for for other people. And and I, and I think that's important. And what you just said is important also because in, in a world where there there is so chaotic and you know the the hottest news is the news that's filled with drama and stuff that's non positive. It's it's always good to be able to see that you can be able to reach out and change somebody else's life for the better. And what you said also was important too, Ricky, on a, on a, on a sense that, you know, as far as you helping out, uh, not just financially, but, you know, I'm going to actually talk to you about just some of the, um, you know, the physical and mental and emotional stuff that you actually help kids, you know, kids or, you know, people that's at risk. Um, you got to be right yourself. So in order for you to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm you know, I'm confident in myself to be able to deliver all these things that I can to the people that I'm trying to help. It's pretty big. You know what? You know what? Listening, listening to you say that, like, you know, I think one of the reasons that, that I really, you know, been working on my heart, on myself so hard, is for that reason. Because, because, you know, 
I know there's some things that, that in the world that I see that don't work that right. I'd like to change. You know, just just going through my life and you know even even being a professional football player and having the money and, and having all that stuff, still, you know, like this this world it wasn't built to to support us. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's more built for us to try to find a way to fit in. And, and so like you know, for me, I look at my legacy. And yeah, there's ten thousand yards and, and all that stuff. But to me, my legacy is that that I did it. You know, like that. Uh, with a Frank Sinatra song, I, I did it my way. And, and right. I don't mean that like in a pompous. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a pompous way. I just mean like, like I didn't. I didn't have to sell my. I didn't have to sell out. I didn't have to sell my soul. I got to be me, and and still have success. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people buy that they have to be somebody else, or they, they have right. to be fake. They have to have an image in order to be successful. But to me, you know. I was myself, and I was successful. And that's and that's real big. And and that's real big, Ricky. Because you know, you know, explain a little bit. You know, without going into a lot of people's personal details, as far as you know, some of the people that you've helped out, not just on a financial, but also on a on a uh, at risk level, as far as you know, emotionally, you know, people that suffering from low self esteem. Um, you know, talk talk to the listeners about some of the things that you've encountered while you're, uh, you know, knee deep in, into your foundation. Okay, yeah, and so, you know, uh, I did a, I did a camp last year, and uh, I had some friends. Uh, one of my mentors, you know, he he said he encouraged me to do a camp, so I called it a, a life skills boot camp, and uh, and I and I took I had about uh, twenty kids, and uh, and I had them all day for for four days. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was me, and I had like a couple, a couple of, of my boys came to help out. But really, it was it was just me, and just just being with the kids and talking to them about about life. And uh, this is this is a general example, but talking to them about life, and you realize that for a lot of these kids, no one's ever talked to them before. You know what I mean? People right. have talked at them, and, and people, but no one has really talked to them. And, and so it was mm-hmm. amazing to me to see how how like it was so. Okay, so the first day uh, I walk outside and the kids are outside playing, and I start walking towards the playground, and I start to notice as I move towards the playground, the kids start to get quieter and quieter and quieter. And then when I when I got to the playground, the kids were quiet, kind of looking around. Mm-hmm. And I, I started talking to them, but they were they were kind of shut down and they didn't really want to talk to me. And so I just said, okay, and I started walking away. And I noticed right. as I walked away and I got further and further and further away, they started to get chatty and loud and like expressive. And I kind of sat there and I was like wow, these kids just shut down whenever adults are around. Mm. And so I, I walked over to them and I, and I, and I asked them about it. I said, I said, you know, so what's going on? I said, what is that? And I made, I made fun of them. I started laughing. I said, I said, are you guys allergic to me or something? I said, I, I walk over here, everybody gets all quiet, and then I walk away, and then everyone gets all loud, and they started to laugh. And, and so over the course of these four days, just, just to watch these kids and to see, like, their, their, their protection, their walls, and their barriers come down, and, and they just finally got a chance to, to be themselves, and, uh, and and you know, for me, it just it touched me in such a way that you know, it, it just was amazing to see these kids being expressive and smiling, yeah. and being and being happy. It, it was amazing. I think that's important with kids in a in a self esteem standpoint, and even dealing with adults. Because, like you said, I mean, I don't know about you, Ricky, but I grew up in that in that kind of span as I you know growing into being a kid to a you know preteen to a young adult. Like I had, it's it's a big difference when grown-ups are, you know, people that that's your peers 
talk to you instead of talk at you. I mean, you know, and it transfers yep. to, you know, life itself, too, even as an adult. I mean, I'd rather an adult or a wife or a family member talk to me instead of talk at me because you get the complete opposite when someone talks at you. Yeah. You know, I think that's what I realize is, is, yeah, what I realize is ultimately it seems like people just people just want to be heard, you know. Right. People just want to be people just want to be received, and then like it, it, I'm telling you, like magic happens when 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 people really show up like that, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's really been to me. I look at the biggest gift of my life is is what football has enabled me to do. It's given me a platform to change people's lives, and uh, right, and that's priceless. That's priceless. I mean, you know, especially like you said earlier about, you know, the 10,000 yards and, you know, the you being who you are as far as an athlete, um, your, your, your real, I mean, that's a platform, but your real goal was to be able to give to, to the world not just your physical talents, but also you showing that there, there, there can be ways that you can be able to be there for others on a, on a you know, spiritual connection or an emotional connection as well so even the physical part as far as helping out in your foundation too like i mean what what do you what do you do with um just the people in your foundation i i hear a little bit about yoga training or something like that is that true no i mean you know so one of the things so i had an after school program and uh and we had volunteers that would take care of the after school program and and but and the cool thing was I met this principal and she really she really liked what I was doing and so she she gave me a classroom and she gave me fifty of her kids mm-hmm. so we we got to we got to create our own programs and so you know me me and one of my best friends got together and we just took experiences from our lives and we created you know sort of like a curriculum you know or a schedule for these kids and so we we did a little sports you know we did a little conversation you know just just simple how was your day you know um, right and we. we 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 talk to them about you know because I, the, these kids I work with you know they, they live in Austin Texas and and most of them have have never really been outside of like a five mile radius you know and, and Austin is one of the most amazing cities I've ever I've ever been to when I've traveled around the world mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me that that these kids that live in this town don't really have access to all the, the wonderful things in Austin so we try to take the kids on field trips we just try to show them. We try to show them something different, you know, because these kids see something different, and sometimes it resonates with them. You know, when I was right. a kid, you know, I went, I was like in a classroom with with people that had money, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I tested well. And so when I would go go to their houses after school, you know, I would see that they were living much nicer than I was, and, and right. I liked it. You know, and so I I was like, I, you know. <laughs> Whatever I do, like, <laughs> I want to get that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have that in my house. And, and, and it was, it was, it was, it helps. You know, it contributed. Like, right. uh, you know, for me, one of the things I desired is, is having a, is having a good life. And, and yeah. you know, when I talk to people, yeah, it's, it's important to be there for other people. But the most important person it is, is to, to be there for is yourself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and one of the things you know that I found in life is, is happiness is my, is my number one priority my number one priority that's what's up that's what's up and see you you and i are not 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 you know we're we're very similar because when you said you used to go into you know friend's house and you used to see certain things they have and you was like you know what i want to want to get that my my whole thing was kind of the same in a sense because you know when you know one of my good friends i mean not just the house or whatever like you know as as i grew up you know early teens like you know he was the first one in in, in our block that 
knew how to drive, and and he took the steps and the proper steps to be able to do that. So not you know being inspired by that. I did exactly what I could do and flip it and try to do a little bit better. So I'm saying that just to say it's it's not just the material accomplishments. It's just knowing that you can actually, you know what, that's the goal for me to shoot for, and I'm going to do it. Like, you feel where I'm coming from? Exactly. Huh? Yeah. You know, and people, you know, I did I did the whole spiritual thing. I did it intensely. And mm-hmm. you know, there's this, this thing where people think that material possessions aren't important. And to me, right. and to me I, li- I like nice things. You know, I can sleep in a tent. I can sleep in a in a in a hut, and I and mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. And and I still like nice things. You know, it, it feels good to put on my Gucci loafers. You know, it, <laughs> it, 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 feel, it feels so, good to walk through the airport with my Louis bag. You know, it's there you it go. Feels good. Yeah. And and, and let me ask you this: know, it it feels I, good not not just because it looks good, but it also like you know it's certain accomplishments that comes with being able to you know spoil yourself. And you know what? Hey, you know what? Today I deserve those those Louis you know those Gucci slippers or you know the Louis Louis yes. luggage or whatever, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. I got you. you know, I got you. Ricky Williams is our guest on the late night buzz and. Um, one of your mantras is uh, "Be better today than yesterday." Let let the listeners know a little bit of the inspiration that came from that mantra as as well. All right, so I used to have a coach in uh, in college, and uh, he used to always give us quotes. He used to always give us quotes, and one of his favorite quotes was, "You're either green and growing, or you're ripe and rotten. You never stay the same." <laughs> so for me. It's true. It's like it's, you know, it's those times where you have a real good day and you kind of like rest on your laurels and say, "No okay, doubt, I'm good." And then and then things start falling apart. As soon as you say that, things start falling apart. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just this place where I wake up every morning and, and I desire to be better because I know if I'm if I'm not if I'm not moving forward, I'm moving backwards. And it's and it's it's nothing like I don't beat myself up about it. It's just an awareness, and I and I still right. stop. And sometimes I still I still stop and and. I stop and things start falling apart, and then I say, "Oh, okay, let's get up and keep on going." And so it's, it's just really an awareness of how the of how the universe works. You know, yeah. like there's 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 infinite amount of information, there's infinite amount of of everything for us to go out there and get. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and when I was young, I I used to always think that there'd be a a time where I'd have enough money, or I'd have enough friends, or I'd have enough something. But then I realized, you know, nothing is ever enough for me. It's enough for ten seconds, and I'm ready to do something else. Right. Something like winning a Heisman Trophy. By the time, by the time I won a Heisman Trophy, I already know I won it, and so it was. I was like, "What's next? What's next? What's the next mission to accomplish?" And I mean, and and I'm telling you, man, that's that that's always inspiring. And people like like myself, and I know a lot of listeners out there, and people that's fans of yours, and people tuning in for the first time, whatever the case may be, like you know, they can hear you and be like, "Wow!" Like you know, we need we need more people out there like that and granted there is a lot of you know there there there's there's only one Ricky Williams let's just keep it real but i'm just saying there's a lot of other people that do try to help others as well but let me ask you why why is it such a a a very very good thing that doesn't get heard as much as it should in this society that we live in today well, that's a that's a good question but if if you look at the nature of society, you see that most things in society are, are built around the, about control. And right. So, you know, we we pretend, you know, we pretend that society has our back or that the government has our back, but do they really? No. Mm-hmm. And so, 
And so when there's something that's empowering people, uh, you know, it's, it's not popular right now. And, and right. you know, that's one of the things that I'd like that I'd like to see change. Okay. It's true. I mean, well, you know, it, it, I agree. You think it starts. It starts like when we're when we're kids. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a parent, so I know. Like the the, the the parents get afraid, the kids are going to hurt themselves, or they're going to mess something up. And so right. it's all about trying to lie to the kid, or trick the kid, or try to control the kid, so you don't have to worry about. It. And mm-hmm. you know, we learned that at a young age. Yep. You know, unfortunately, most people live their lives like that. And, and so we're we really we're, we're roughly really ask people. yeah, and, and Ricky, we're roughly around the same age. So you know, I feel like I can ask you this since we kind of grew up together, but you know, not in the same you know <laughs> in the same state or whatnot. We kind of grew up together or whatnot. So my question is, is you simple, like you know, grow up? In, in California, in the Bay Area. I grew up in San Diego. I grew okay. up in San Diego. Well, yeah, you you yeah. you you're down there in southern Southern California, where you know. It, well, the weather's always nice in California, so I was gonna say hey, it's always good out there when you're in San Diego towards LA. But in the Bay, it's always good too. Yeah. though. it's always good too. It's but beautiful. as we, the Bay is beautiful. The water, is no nice. doubt, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. And as we grow up, man, like when you when you know when you know, as we grow up, there was so many. So many, I guess you could say, people outside of your family, like the next door neighbors, the, the the parents of another kid looking out for, looking out for you. If you did something wrong, they would knock on your door and tell your parents, or you know, all that stuff. Um, as we grew up in that and during that era, so now here we are, 2013. It's a whole different deal, and that that kind of uh, village to raise a child kind of mentality kind of went away. Um, for somebody that has grew up, I'm sure in that in in that sense, like you know, what 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 do you what is your opinion on exactly what what happened? Well, I mean, to me, if you look at it, like it, it's a village, a village is raising our kids, but that village is, is the internet, you know. <laughs> it's, True. It's, it's, True that. It's the iPad. It's the iPad. <laughs> it's, it's electronic. That's real. That's true. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like like my kids, they they sit on an iPad all day long, all day long yeah. on that iPad. Have you? I I took my daughter to uh to a ranch. It was actually like a a school field trip one year, and you know of course no no internet, no Game Boys, was well, not Game Boys, but no i whatever Nintendo, whatever, none of that stuff. It was just you know cows and. And, and and everything and you know potato sack races and stuff like that. So you know when when that was actually being done, like the kids had so much fun doing that, and they weren't even thinking about no electronics or nothing like that. But sometimes I kind of feel we need to take those kids out of that element just so they could be able to embrace other things. I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you. And I just kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like that's, uh, you know, that's important. So, you know, like I said, is Ricky Williams our guest on the on the late night buzz? Um, yeah, you being out there and really trying to help these kids, just trying to build confidence and stuff like that. I mean, that we need more of 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 that, not just from you, but from others. And I definitely commend that. So you definitely got to get props on that. And let me ask you about um, you. You recently is that recently joined the ESPN family or something like that or you're 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 well, going to be doing I, I, uh. I started last year. I started okay. last year. You know, last year they asked me to come to come out and do do some stuff on the pregame show, and it started off as like a guest uh, a guest host 
mm-hmm. uh, analyst, and then they, they, they liked me, and so I came back. I, I did, I think, four or five more games last year. I did some stuff in off season with them, and uh, they liked me so much. They they asked me to do to do all the games this year, and so uh, so I said, yeah, it's a, it's a good deal. So a lot of people are going to be seeing you a little bit more because I remember like. Uh, a, a few times I've seen. I was like, okay, cool. They got they they got Ricky as a guest, and and now you're back full full force, right? So it's, it's going to be a good look. So everybody could be able to see you on ESPN this coming up football season. Yeah. That is that is what's up. Congratulations. Yeah, so it was so it was it was your charisma and your and your football knowledge and and just just that million dollar smile that that won it over, huh? Yeah, and also it's it's uh it's ESPN. They have a a network just for just for uh University of Texas, and so the fact that I won the Heisman Trophy here, you know, it, it just it works. It's it. That helps. That helps, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Very good. Very good. So when you when you look at this when you look at this NFL season coming up, and you know, of course, I'm just going to go ahead and start with all the other baggage that's that's actually that has taken place with 31 <laughs> some odd people that's been you know, arrested for one thing or another. I mean, do you feel like the, the, the NFL needs a little bit more, um, you know, I know they got symposiums and I know they got other mentors, I guess you could say, to kind of help out. But, you know, do you kind of feel the NFL is kind of at a, at a you know, on that un, uneven balance, I guess you could say, as far as trying to be able to build some credibility as far as the, the players? Well, I mean, I, you know, I understand the NFL wants to build credibility because because of the TV deals and, and the fan base, and it's important to, to maintain a good image. But sometimes people forget the nature of the game of football, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's always been funny to me how, how people say, you know, people look at football players as role models. And, and to me, I, I look I look at parents, and, I, and, you know, I'm in a locker room. I'm a football player. And so I look at right. parents, and I say, do you really <laughs> want your kids to be like these guys? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a it's it's a rough game, and not everybody can play the game. And uh, it takes a special kind of person. And, you know, right. I, if you look at the NFL since since the beginning of the NFL, I think if really they were they were paying this close attention, and uh, the media would be probably five times. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's just more it's more of an it's more the the day and age that is a, it's a the media day and age, you know. Like right. I remember one day I got I got a, I got a ticket and it was on the speed and I goes on the front page the next day. So it's, I mean wow. you know what, like some people some people some people get arrested or whatever you know no one knows and they're at work the next day and nobody even knows. But when we get mm-hmm. arrested you know it's, it's got the front page of the, of the newspaper. And so I think yep. if you went to any any job any job or any corporation or any business big as the NFL and you took the same kind of stats it would be it would be either the same or it might even be worse. Mhm. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting um from a uh you know fan of football from a standpoint. I I just feel like, you know, I I don't think the NFL itself needs an overall and I'm speaking as a as a fan first. I mean, I just think there's just like like you said, it's just a handful of people that just, you know, make wrong decisions in certain cases, but there's a lot of other people that do just fine that lives you know, very, very good and doing well for other people and stuff like that, but they never get the kind of credibility um, where they never get put in the spotlight. But all the other people that you know, do wrong in the good old does. In the, the good old days, um, and, and the way it should be, and it's like this in some towns, the way it should be is, you know, you have an agreement with the police station, with the sheriff. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if if you pull over one of one of our players drinking, you know, drink, out drinking, you know, take him home. You know, you tell the coach, yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to embarrass the city. You don't have to embarrass the town. You don't have to. It's, I mean, like when I was in when I was in New Orleans, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I loved. I loved about it. You know, like me and the sheriff mm-hmm. were friends, and, and he had my he had my back, and I, and I had his back, and so it was. It was it was fun, and I mean, to me, a, a football team brings so much energy and so much so much money to a town. The town, you know, I think owes it to the team to, to take care of its football players. Yeah, and I don't mean you, you, a blind eye if, if someone's doing something dangerous, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, just work as a team. Yeah. See, you said you you quickly said good old days, and when you when you told that story, you know, what I started thinking. I started thinking about uh, you know, old Mayberry, Andy Griffin show. You know, hey, yeah, they they yeah. had old guy. They they yep. put him. They they locked him up just for you know until he sobered up or whatever, and then sent him on his way. Sent him on his way. So you know exactly. the good old days. Yep, exactly. I got, <laughs> I got you. Exactly. What I'm gonna do, man. What I'm gonna do before I let you go is I'm I'm a, I'm gonna have you quickly uh you know run down a couple of things on your former team and let let give us uh give us your opinion as far as the expectations. And I'm gonna start with the last team that you played for, the Ravens. Super Bowl champs. They lost yeah. a lot of people in the off season. Um, where where do you see them standing? Is this going to be a rebuilding year for them? Well, I mean, I, you know, it's it's going to be a very interesting year. You know, Coach Coach Harbaugh is a, is an excellent coach, and uh, he, he you know he, he was one game away from the Super Bowl, and then he made it to the Super Bowl, and he's been to the, the playoffs, you know, for the last six years or something. So mm-hmm. you know, he, he he got the Super Bowl, and I you know I think for him it's he, he enjoys the challenge, you know. He's, he's got some stalwarts. He's got a quarterback. He's got some receivers. He's got an O line. He's got a heck of a running back. He's got a quarterback. Defense, you know. He still has he still coming off that edge, uh, you know. And uh, and and the way they coach and the way they 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 bring talent in, you know. They they always have somebody. A defense always has somebody you never heard of that shows mm-hmm. up. And uh, Ray's gone, and you know it's, it's going to be it's it's going to be. Interesting to see who takes over over the leadership on on the defense and really on the team. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think Ray Ray left a legacy. He left an imprint on that organization, and, and right. so I'm excited to see to see how they how they play this year. Running game, they still have Ray Rice, and you know, I you know a lot of people see this as a rebuilding year. Me personally, I, I still think they can make the playoffs. I mean, I know the AFC is stacked as as well, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the champs. Um, you know, I kind of hate the fact that they got to go on the road for their first uh, for their first game of the year. But I guess we could blame the Baltimore Orioles for that, though. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What about the What about the your first team that you started off with, the Saints? What What do you think they're going to do with their coach returning for a full season after his suspension? You know, they're they're always dangerous. Even even when they struggle, they put up fifty points. So. so you know, with, with Drew Brees, and you know, for them, it's just really finding a defensive scheme that that works for them. And uh, you know, they, they got uh, they got Rob Ryan, yeah, as defensive coordinator, I think. And so they're going to do mm-hmm. some exotic stuff on defense if they can get some. Because when they when they won the Super Bowl, I mean, we played them, and they they were incredible on offense, and they got a lot of turnovers on defense. They blitzed you every play almost. So right. if they can find a scheme on defense that, that can that can you know make big plays. They're always they're always going to be tough. Always going to be tough. You hit the nail on the head about uh, big plays on defense because you know they're they're always game to make big plays on offense. So the defense is going to have to 
hold court. Uh, uh, you know, unless it's it's going it's going to be a lot of forty five to forty two losses or whatever in some cases. So, yeah. Saints, yeah. we shall see. And, and the team that you had the longest tenure with was was the Dolphins. Uh, how, how do you see them uh, stacking up in the AFC East now? With uh, you know a lot of people saying the the Patriots are coming back down a little bit with all their key losses and. You know, it's kind of wide open to some people's opinions, but what about the Dolphins and where they stand? You know, one thing about the Dolphins, they, all, they always play the division tough. They always play the Patriots tough, you know, always. And, and so and so they really like that young quarterback, and, uh, and, and I saw flashes last year. They can find somewhat of a running game, and if, uh, if, if Mike Wallace can, uh, can pan out the way they, they think he is, and they always play good defense. You know, they, they lost a couple key players on defense, but their defense has been has been staunch uh, for for the past couple of years. And so it, it's it's all you know with the Dolphins, it's always a question mark. Always a question mark. They, yeah, no doubt. They, they play so hard. They, they play so they play so hard, and, and somehow you know it, it either goes their way or it doesn't. And unfortunately, these past couple of years, you know, I mean, there was like two years in a row that I was on the team, and going into like the last four games. It's like if we won one game, pretty much we're in the playoffs, and we would lose mm-hmm. all the games every time. So they get so close, and I just hope this is a year that they can really, you know, turn turn the corner. And at least make the playoffs, or you know, come close, and or make close, come close to winning a division or something like that. So, like you said, it's yeah, it's, in that division, you, you got to win the division. You got to win. The oh, division. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be rough for you to win any kind of playoff, wild card, whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Early early Super Bowl prediction, or you want to you want to you want to wait and table that and wait to uh, people check you out on ESPN to get that. I mean, I'm doing college football, so I can talk about about this. So you know, <laughs> I like I like the text. You know, it, it seems like the Texans always get on on the doorstep, and they, they uh-huh. look, you know they look amazing throughout the season. But uh, I'm curious to see if they can get over the hump. You know. Okay. Okay. They play hard. They play hard. They got a rough. They got a rough schedule this year, uh, to a certain point. So yeah, it's going. You know, I, I would love. I would love to see. Uh, 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 you know, there's always going to be a team that's going to that that sucked last year. That's going to come it come out and surprise a lot of people. So, um, you I know, on, I on the tech. Carolina. Yeah, I true. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're due for something better because <laughs> their year last year was not good, man, whatsoever. So they're they're due for something positive, right? And they they finished strong. They finished. They did. They did. You're right. You're right. People can check out Ricky Williams on Twitter if you go follow this guy right now, like I did at Ricky Williams and RickyWilliamsAccessingYou.com is is still available and active for people to check out, right? For a lot of information and stuff regarding um, everything that you're doing too, correct? Yep, yep, that's the way to find me, and I'm on Facebook. Perfect. You know, Ricky Williams number thirty-four. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you know, all you got to do is Google this man, and you'll see everything you need to see because you know the, the guy's wide open, not just career-wise, but I mean, I can't wait to check you out on. Uh, you know, on on ESPN, on the college football joints, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing you get down. And, and I appreciate you taking the time out and hanging out with us. And like I said, man, as a fan of football, I, I just, I just you know, I, I just looked at you and I was like, you know what, that's Earl Campbell too, part two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's part my, two my of nick, Earl Campbell. My nickname, my, nickname in, my nickname in college was Baby Earl. <laughs> For real, see? Okay, there you go. There you go. 
I mean, a tremendous, tremendous NFL career, like I said, over 10,000 yards and just, you know, a lot of highlights for a lot of fans of football to appreciate. And, and not only do we appreciate that, we appreciate everything that you are doing outside of football and helping out these young kids and continuing to be a, uh, an inspiration. Because like you said, I mean, role models, that's, that's a little tricky. But I, I want to throw the inspiration card out there because, to me, I think, you know, what you do and how you've handled yourself and your career and what you're doing now is definitely inspiring. So continue to keep doing that and blessing everybody with, with the hard work, man. I appreciate you calling in. Well, thanks for having me. All right, appreciate it. That is NFL great Ricky Williams, and we will be back.